Hello everyone and welcome back to the Gelman Report. I'm your host Ellie Gelman and in today's episode we are going to be going over my early NBA award predictions. The NBA just started yesterday so I want to get out all my award predictions before we get into the thick of the season. We're going to be going over all six awards so let's get right into the episode. So let's start off with Coach of the Year, and my prediction for Coach of the Year is Steve Nash. I was really torn between two coaches, either Steve Nash, who I decided I was going to go with, um, or Monty Williams, head coach of the uh, Phoenix Suns. But I decided to go with Steve Nash. I think Monty Williams is a great coach, and I think the Phoenix Suns are going to have a lot of success. But Steve Nash, I think just he's on he's the coach of a better team, and that's going to give him the edge uh, in winning coach of the year. So just because Steve Nash, in my opinion, will win coach of the year, it does not mean that he is the best coach um, in the NBA. Uh, the Nets, they have a top three roster in the league, arguably the best roster in the entire NBA. Um, they have the second best player in the NBA in Kevin Durant. And then they have another top 15 player in the NBA in Kyrie Irving. Um, I've mentioned this in past episodes. I predict them to have the best record in the East and for them to represent the East in the finals. Um, so the Nets, they're going to have, a, if I if they play as well as I project them to, they're going to have a lot of regular season success and regular season success is needed to win coach uh, of the year. Uh, and because of that, I choose Steve Nash as my winner of coach of the year in his first year coaching, was, which is an impressive um, uh, feat to have. Uh, now let's move on to the second award, and that is Most Improved Player. And my prediction is Michael Porter Jr. forward for the Denver Nuggets. So in, 50, in 55 games last year, in around 16 minutes a game, MPJ averaged 9.3 points a game, 5 rebounds, shot 42% from the 3, and 50% from the field. If you weren't able to tell, those are amazing numbers coming from a rookie. It was his second year in the league, but his first year playing. Uh, those are amazing numbers coming from a first-year player that only plays 16 minutes per game. Nine points a game, basically 10 points a game in, in 16 minutes is, a, is really, really good, especially for a rookie. Um, but this year, I expect him to play double those amount of minutes. I expect him to play around 30 minutes. Um, off the bench, of course, but I think that he might be able to sneak himself into the starting lineups, into the starting lineup after they see that he is just so talented and so much better, I think, than any other option they have right now. I would definitely start him over Will Barton and Gary Harris, um, but with increased playing time either off the bench or in the starting lineup, he's going to um, elevate those stats to way higher numbers. Um, and just along with the great plays that he has around him in Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic um, and the amount of talent that he has himself, he is my choice uh, for most improved player. Now let's move on to sixth man of the year. And my sixth man of the year is Karis Levert. So last year on a Nets team that was plagued with injuries, Levert is actually a starter and he averaged 25 points a game, six assists, five Oh, five rebounds, excuse me, uh, six rebounds, excuse me, and five assists. Uh, so coming off the bench, of course, he'll, have, he'll play less minutes and less opportunities. 
He's not going to be able to have the ball in his hands so much because Kyrie and KD are not healthy. So he's coming off the bench. His stats are going to go down, uh, but not as much as uh, you would expect them to be. Uh, he's going to be the leader, the sixth man. He's going to be the leader of that second unit for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, and being the leader of uh, the bench of the second unit, that gives you complete freedom um, and control of the offense. When all the starters are on the bench, you are now the go-to man on offense. Um, and along with that, Levert, while deadly on offense, is a great, great uh, floor manager, as we saw as he averaged six assists last year. So if the Nets have the success that I'm projecting them to, Levert will play a big part in that. Um, and that is key to winning six man of the year. That reminds me last year when I did my predictions, I actually chose Derek Rose to win the award. And he was, uh, I think, top three in voting. Um, so I predicted Derek Rose to win it. But he was on a terrible, terrible Detroit team. And that caused him to lose votes. The winner, uh, Lou Will, who was on the Clippers, the second team in the West, he, uh, oh no, Montrez Harrell, he ended up winning it. So I think that if you're going to win six man of the year, if you're going to win any award, you have to be on a good team. Um, and so Levert is going to be on the best team in the East and be the third best player arguably on the team. And that's going to uh, carry him to winning that sixth man of the year award. Now let's move on to our fourth award. And that is going to be defensive player of the year. So last year, I, uh, in my predictions, I chose... Uh, Anthony Davis to win the award, but they actually gave it to Giannis. Uh, but this year, I think again, I'm going to be choosing Anthony Davis again, and this is the year that he is going to finally win it. So last year, he averaged 10 rebounds a game, a steal and a half a game, and over two blocks, uh, two blocks a game. Uh, but this year, I think all of those stats are actually going to, uh, surprisingly, they're going to go up. Uh, the Lakers this past offseason, they got rid of both JaVale McGee, uh, and Dwight Howard. Well, they didn't get rid of them. They traded away JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard signed with the 76ers. Um, and that's going to give uh, AD more opportunities to block shots, get steals, and rebounds. Um, and that's going to increase his stats and which is going to help him uh, win that defensive player uh, of the year. So I think that Anthony Davis every single year uh, is a great defensive player. He's been on defensive um teams in the NBA last year with defensive first team defensive first team uh, but I think this is the year he finally wins it all and finally gets that big big award uh, now moving on our well our last two awards are kind of the bigger ones we have rookie of the year and MVP of course the biggest award of them all so my rookie of the year uh, prediction is LaMelo Ball and this is pretty obvious to everyone because well I feel like a lot of people would choose LaMelo Ball but I, let's just, I want to tell you my reasoning. Uh, so LaMelo Ball was the third overall pick in, that, in this past year's draft. Um, and he is going to be, giving, going to be gu given any single opportunity that he wants in the Charlotte Hornets offense. Um, so the Hornets, they have bought in on LaMelo Ball. He is going to be their future. Um, he's given them, LaMelo, I mean, the Hornets have given him the keys to the franchise. And he's going to take over the entire franchise and I think the entire league um, I think what's going to help him a lot is having not veterans on the team but good solid young players Devontae Graham who is a great great young point guard is going to help him a lot along with Terry Rozier but then you also have other great playmakers 
um, in the paint that's going to help him uh, rack up assists and help him on the defensive side in P.J. Washington, Cody Zeller, um, Bismack Biyombo, players like that. So I think that's going to strengthen uh, his Rookie of the Year campaign. Um, but what what excuse me what really re I like to talk about is how much Lamelo Ball in this coming year reminds me of John Morant last year. So John Morant last year, of course, he everyone knows he won Rookie of the Year, and he I think is in a very similar situation. Uh, he was the second pick in the draft. Uh, John Morant, while Lamelo was third, so early in early early in the first round, both point guards. They are both coming to a small market team, Ja going to Memphis, who have not won anything, and then you have um, then you have Lamelo going to the Hornets, who haven't been good since the '80s. So both coming to a small market team that have not had a lot of recent success, and right away they're going to be the best player on the team. And so I don't mean best player, like. I think Devontae Graham's a better player than LaMelo Ball, but I think that he's going to have more opportunities and is more talented than Devontae Graham. Um, so last year, Jaw, he averaged 30 minutes a game as the starting point guard for the Memphis Grizzlies, and he had a 25% usage rate. Usage rate is the percentage of uh, touches, percentage of plays that this player gets every single game. Um, and so that's extremely, extremely high for a rookie. Just for reference, Giannis last year, um, he had a usage rate percentage um, of 37%. Um, and he won Defensive Player of the Year and MVP and averaged 30 points a game. So that's only... So yeah, that's 37%. LeBron has a 30% usage rate. AD has a 30% usage rate. So these stars who are having 30-plus percent usage rates, um, but then you look and then you have a rookie who has a 25% usage rate. So he's getting the ball a lot. He's getting a lot of opportunities that, and that's what a high usage rate means. So I think that's going to be very similar with Lamella Ball. I would even say he averages more than 30 minutes a game, probably on the 34 to 35 minutes a game. And then I think that uh, he has a similar usage rate, meaning that he, they're just going to give him the ball every single time. He's going to be able to uh, score whenever he wants, going to be able to pass whatever he wants, going to have the keys to the entire offense, and that's going to help him win Rookie of the Year. Um, I think he's going to average around 15 to, to, to 20 points a game. Uh, I would say double-digit assist um, in f uh, five or six rebounds a game. I, I'm really high on the mellow ball this year. I think he's going to have a great, great season, um, especially rookie season, and going to be a great player in his future. So I have the mellow ball winning Rookie of the Year. And now let's move on to the last award and the award you've all been waiting for, and that is my pick for MVP. So, of course, there's the usuals for MVP. James Harden, but we don't really know what team he's going to be on. Then you have Giannis, uh, LeBron, of course, who, in my opinion, is the most valuable player every single year. Then you have players that are coming off injury that might win it. You have Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. But I'm going to be choosing a third-year player from the Dallas Mavericks, and that is Luka Doncic, guard, point guard, shooting guard, small forward. He plays kind of every position uh, for the Dallas Mavericks. So last year as a second-year player, Luka averaged 28, nine rebound, 28 points, 9 rebounds, and 9 assists a game, leading the Mavericks to the playoffs as the 7th seed. So 28-9-9 is a great stat line for any single player. That's like a Hall of Fame type season for, for a player. But doing that as your second year on a mediocre team, that is even more impressive. 
uh, this year. I expect those averages, all of them to go up. I wouldn't be surprised if Luka averages 35, 10, and 10, similar to a Russell Westbrook MVP season. And I think that it's going to Luka's going to be even better. He'll have a better three-point shot. I assume so. He should after working out of the offseason. He'll have a better team. He'll have Chris Stapps, who will miss some of the se- uh, early of the season, but he'll be fully healthy. He'll have Josh Richardson, who's a great 3 and D player. He'll have Tim Hardaway, who they have great chemistry. Willie Cauley-Stein will be back. Dwight Powell will be back from a torn Achilles. So he'll have a better team, which, is, which always helps your MVP chances. And the most important out of all, he will have experience. And not just regular experience, not just that being his third year, but playoff experience. And playoff experience is extremely, extremely valuable. Not only with playoff experience, but he has clutch experience, meaning he's hit shots in clutch time, as we all know, in game five, I think it was, or game six, no, game five, Four, I don't know, but early uh, in the first round of the playoffs, Luka hit that crazy step back buzzer beater to win the game in overtime against the Clippers. So he has experience hitting those shots, and that just helps you um, hit big shots in the regular season, which always helps your case for MVP. Um, and so I think that as a better player, he's going to have better stats. He'll be more clutch. Um, shooting percentage will definitely go up, which again helps you. And most importantly, as I mentioned earlier, he'll have a better team, meaning he'll have better players on his team to share the ball around to help him create shots. And that means they'll have a better seed in uh, the playoffs. Uh, you're not going to win that VP if you're a seven seed, but if you're a four or five seed, which I project them to be, I think they have a very talented roster, especially if Porzingis gets healthy, uh, then it's easy for you, it's much easier for you to win the MVP. So Luca, with all of those things being a having a better team, more experience, better three-point shot, all of those, I think that he is my pick for MVP. And I think that's not even so... I think everyone's choosing him to be uh, their pick for MVP. He is just that good um, and just so, so amazing. Uh, So yeah, that is my... uh, Those are my NBA award predictions. I'm going to probably be doing this um, in a few months right before they announce these awards. Um, not right in, right, not right after, not right before. But after the season's been going on for a while, these are just my early uh, predictions before the season actually starts. Uh, so yeah, these are my predictions. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow me on Twitter. Follow on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Like the video; it helps the channel grow a lot. We're we're making videos every single day. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And goodbye.